Hey, I'm Barry. And I'm Colton. And today on KingCast, we are excited to bring you into our conversation. Don't forget to like, share, and follow us. And let's get started and jump in with today's topic. Hey everyone, this is KingCast. This is Ministry of My King Ministries. And uh, today we're going to have a conversation that we're calling Back to the Basics. And our friend Dan is with us again today. Hello, bonjour. Yeah. And Colton, of course, he's here every week. What's up? <laughs> and I'm Barry. So, yeah, Back to the Basics. We've just been chatting a little bit about Back to the Basics and, you know, how sometimes it seems like the pandemic is forcing us to rethink the will of God. And, uh, you know, traditionally, a lot of times the will of, we thought the will of God for our life is to, is to kind of, you know, invite people to things. It's kind of to, you know, plan events or get a special speaker or do a movie or if our neighbor needs help, you know, let's invite him to the Bible study so somebody else can pray for them. And all those things have kind of gone out the window. And now it seems like the will of God, which we believe scripturally is the true will of God, or from the beginning, this is how God intended was to be, for it to be, was that the will of God was first of us, for us to be uh, doers of what the Bible says in our life, and then mm. how is our life going to impact others? Yeah. And so back to the basics, where you just really want to talk about what does God want for you individually, and how can you impact people with your life around you? Because we can't just tell people to go to church and listen to the pastor anymore. We have to be the ones that actually talk one-on-one. -on -one. We have to be the ones that pray. We have to be the ones that represent Jesus or tell people what the Word of God says. And so we had a couple of cool scriptures, and Colton is going to read from his translation. Yeah, um, yeah. just coming back to the basics. What what are the basics, and, and what does that look like? And I think this scripture just puts it um, in its simplest form. We can be sure that we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying, I am, I am intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So... When it when coming back to the basics, what does that look like? What did Jesus walk in? What did he do? He walked in a ministry of love, of healing, of serving. Yeah. Um, he he had a ministry of go and find, not come and see. Mm -hmm. And and so I think that's what it's it's turning into. I mean, just this week we had an amazing conversation um, with a pastor, and he he said that a woman came into his church and was like, I'm so upset that the churches are shut down because I have all these new people that wanted to come, but I, now they can't come, so now they won't get saved. And she's looking at the pastor as that's his job now right. instead of forgetting that's actually your job. It was job, your right. calling to go back to the basics is you go make disciples mm -hmm. of yeah. all the earth, baptizing them, training them yeah. in the commands of Jesus. So the basics, it's bringing it back to, the ball is in your court. Yeah. Work on our life and also on our ability to be a doer of the word and help others. Mm -hmm. Dan had another scripture we really like. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this in light of government restrictions and pandemics. It's from 1 Timothy 2, and the title uh, is Instructions on Worship. It says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people for kings, for those in authority, so that we may live peaceful mm -hmm. and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. 
And then it gets really good. This is good and pleases our Savior who, this is the will part, he wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. So for us in Sylvan with our missional communities in central Alberta, um, we've kind of taken the approach of, hey, we're not trying to make a big stink about restrictions and we want to pray for our government so that we can lead our quiet lives so that people can be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. Mm-hmm. The good and acceptable and per- perfect will of God is always connected to salvation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we threw that word out, I think, at our lo- our last podcast about sozo, you know, about being made whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really what salvation is. It's not just getting to heaven. It's impacting people's lives where they are right now, today. Yeah. And there's a lot of people impacted with the pandemic and just impacted with life in general. You know, there's so many things that are uh, that are going on. And so, you know, when we look at the Word of God, right, the Word of God says that uh, Jesus came to to see the lost get saved, yeah. see the hurt get restored, yeah. see the sick people get healed. Yeah. And you know what? When Jesus died, that didn't quit. Yeah, in man. fact, when Jesus died... Uh, was buried and was resurrected again on his way up to heaven. He said, now that's your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it's actually better for you guys if I get out of here yeah. because I'm sending Holy Spirit. And he's going to do way more work than I was able to. Yeah. And there will be then thousands and then hundreds of yeah. thousands and millions. we should have millions of people. Into billions, come on. With the Holy Spirit on the inside of us yeah. and doing will, the work of Christ. Amen. And you will do greater things than I have, yeah. he says. Like, <laughs> yeah. what? <laughs> How is that possible? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if we have a full understanding of that, of that resurrection power that dwells in us, the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, mm-hmm. um, that we can walk in a different yes. way, yeah. in a way that the wor- points to the world of who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when people think of the will of God, they think, well, either I'm a fivefold evangelist or a fivefold ministry mm-hmm. person, which people, mm-hmm. you know, call the prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, and uh, apostle. Yeah, an apostle, right? Mm-hmm. Or they think, no, I'm a secular person, and so I have a basic job, and I go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's getting all upended now, yeah. because you know, the I think the fivefold ministers, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, are kind of in a quarry right now. What are we to do with our calling? Mm-hmm. And the guy that just can't go to church every week mm-hmm. and be part of the usher team or whatever, yeah. now what does he do with his ministry? And so. I think it's a perfect opportunity to get back to the basics and rethink what you're called to. Yeah. And I don't want to say, you know, oh, well, everybody's an evangelist, but really, everybody is a mini-evangelist. Yeah. Or they should have that those thoughts in their mind. They mm-hmm. should be prophetic to some degree. Yeah. And not thus says the Lord, mm-hmm. this is happening tomorrow, but edification, exhortation, and comfort mm-hmm. is part of being prophetic, the Bible says. Yeah. A testimony of Jesus Christ it's... is the spirit of prophecy. Yeah. Revelation says... Yeah. And so those are all parts of what we all should be doing. You know, is everybody a pastor? No, but there's going to be times now maybe when you need to be pastoral to your neighbor or pastoral to somebody you meet on the street because you're going to need those things. Are you going to need to be, are you a teacher? Are you a theologian? No, but you're going to need to know the word enough to help people and say, Mm -hmm. this is what God said about it. This is what the Holy Spirit is saying about it. And so this all becomes... A different view, I think, of how we've been looking at things. For yeah, yeah, we would we would decades. never look at um, the fruit of the spirit and go, okay, well, I'm the kind one, so I'm not going to do the other ones. <laughs> no, we try to uh, it. We ask God to help us in all of those things. Yeah, we may be stronger in some, 
And I think it goes back to that, the ministry too, and, and the gifts of the spirit. And it's like, we're not, um, we're not all evangelists, but we've all been called to evangelize. Right. And, and, and Dan said this the other day in our missional communities, it's not about, it, it's not even about evangelism. It's about obedience. Yeah. Are you ready to respond when God asks you to say something, mm -hmm. when he speaks something to you, when he tells you to go talk to your neighbor, when he gives you a word in Walmart? Are you ready oh, to course. be obedient? It's not about evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can almost be this evangelist without really thinking I'm evangelist. Yeah. I'm just sharing what I know and how God's changed my life or how Jesus has impacted my life. And that the only way for you to be better is by accepting Jesus. Mm -hmm. We can think about the Great Commission here, Matthew 28, verse mm -hmm. 19 and 20. And I don't think this was just for the 12 boys he was hanging out with. I think this is for us today. So wherever you're at in the body of Christ, if you know Jesus yet, this is what Jesus says after he was resurrected, before he left earth. This is what he says. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. Mm -hmm. And surely I will be with you always to the very end of the age. Mm -hmm. So in our missional communities and what we're focusing in on now is, do we all know, regardless of your gift, your office, your fivefold ministry, do you know how to share, share the gospel and make disciples? Mm -hmm. And then I think we always add this on, who also then will know how to make disciples. Mm -hmm. We need to be discipling nations. Mm -hmm. We have to be discipling people to disciple people. Yeah, that teaching them to obey my commands. Uh, before I read that verse of, um, you can be sure we've truly come to live in intimacy with God, not just by saying I'm intimate with God, but by walking in the footsteps of Jesus. The verse before that says, I have come to know God by experience, um, yet, sorry, if someone claims I have come to know God by experience, yet doesn't keep God's commandments, mm. he is a phony. Wow. And the truth finds no place in him, but the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's, God's word. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. So going back to that whole teaching them to obey my commands, there's mm. there's some things that are in it. And and that very first command was go out into the world. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And you might think, well, I don't have the authority or the, or the power to do that. But in verse 18, just before what Dan read, mm. Jesus said, yeah. all power yeah. is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth. Yeah, that's good. And Jesus wasn't like, I got the power, now you go find your own power. Mm -hmm. No, he says, I have all power in heaven and earth. And then he says in verse 19, go ye therefore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He like trapped the believer and said, yeah. go ye therefore. And teach all nations, baptizing yeah. them. It goes back to I would say Second Corinthians two five or yeah five, five seventeen, mm -hmm. where yeah he's he yeah like you just said he's um, given us that power in that sense, and then Second Corinthians five seventeen it goes after to say now that you're a new creation, mm -hmm. you're now ambassadors. Yeah. So in a sense, when um, I'm just going to use Donald Trump for a second. You have Donald Trump as the president, and then you have the ambassador. When they're in whatever country, they speak with the authority of what Donald Trump would say, even though he's not there. Mm -hmm. And it's the same for the Christian today. 
we've been called to be ambassadors of Jesus. So it means where we go, we represent and we speak on behalf of the authority that Jesus has placed on us, mm-hmm. in us, through us. Through us yeah. Yeah, i just jump in there too quick and say, hey, if you feel like you don't have the power, let this verse speak to you. Matthew 16, 19 says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will Mm -hmm. be loosed in heaven. So Jesus trampled death. He went into hell. He reclaimed the keys. And then he says, I give these to you to exercise authority on the earth. Yeah. Cool. That's really good. Yeah, I always like to go back to Luke 4 when Jesus was in um, in the temple or in the synagogue or whatever place he was, synagogue, I think, and he stood up for to read. And maybe you guys have it in your translation. Uh, also, maybe one of you guys want to read that too. But he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Mm. And these are the things that Jesus went out to do. And then he transferred the power to us to be able to do them. And it's to preach the gospel to the poor. Mm. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted to preach deliverance to the captives, a recovering a sight to the blind, and to set at liberty or to set free them that are bruised. And then he said to preach the acceptable year of the Lord, which really is a standard to live by. Yeah. To preach, this is the standard we're to live by. And all these things, the, the poor, the broken, the captive, the blind, the bruised, they're all part of what the will of God is for individuals to impact others with. Mm-hmm. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, and new eyes for the blind, and to preach to prisoners, you are set free. I have come to share the message of Jubilee, for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. So there's nothing happening out there that Jesus hasn't come to take care of. Mm -hmm. Amen. There's just absolutely nothing that you could be going through, no matter how bad it is that Jesus hasn't come to help you through. <laughs> we just uh, bombarded you with a bunch of scripture, <laughs> really good scripture, um, but talking about the basics. So what is the basics? Yep. What ministry did Jesus do? He healed the sick. He cast out demons. He cared for the lepers. Mm-hmm. Um, he cared for the poor. He cared for the widow, the orphan. Um, he went after people. Mm-hmm. He was restoring people all the time. And uh, we lay hands on the sick, the Bible says, and we will see them recover. You know, so, mm-hmm. you know, if somebody wants prayer, you, you, you can't worry about social distancing now because the Bible says you lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mm-hmm. So just go ahead and lay hands on the sick. Yeah. Uh, tell them about Jesus. Those are all the things um, that Jesus is telling us to do. Oh yeah, I think in a time where you can't, uh, where churches are shut and you, and, um, you can't go there and bring those people there, um, which it was never the pastor's job to be the only person discipling those people. It was always the believer's job to do that. And so as you go out into the world, your everyday life, no matter what you are, you're not, even if you weren't called to be a pastor, even if you weren't called into the, any of those fivefold ministries, you have a command to go and make disciples of all the earth. So, as you step out in your everyday life, can you, um, do you have the mindset of slowing down and being able to see the people that Jesus is pointing out at Walmart, at the golf course, on the sidewalk while you're walking with your kids? You may be the only Bible some people read. Mm-hmm. You may be the only person 
They may never walk through the doors of a church. Um, and so you may be the only experience they have with Jesus. And, and that can lead to an amazing encounter with the Father and then a discipleship to teach them to obey the commands of Jesus. That's on you. Yeah. And you got this. And you got it. You can do it. <laughs> Back to the basics. Yeah, if you guys want to stay tuned, um, we would love to go through three practical tools that we're teaching and equipping our people and our communities with. So you could approach a stranger or a friend or a family member and say these three things. Um, hey, can we pray for you for anything? Hey, do you know the gospel? Hey, um, how are you feeling in all this stuff? I used to be like that. And then I met Jesus and he's worked on this part of my life. He set me free from this. So we've got a couple practical tools. And just last week, my buddy, uh, he was out with me. He'd never done this before. And our goal was to bless people in Walmart. We found this guy and we go up to him. We had this amazing encounter. He had goosebumps. He said, nobody's ever done this for me before. And it was an awesome time. Holy Spirit encountered him. And afterwards, this, this brother of mine, he goes, I've never done that before, but I can't believe how fun it was and how normal it actually felt. So just an encouragement. It might feel crazy to you, but I actually think that's the enemy trying to stop you before you even start. So if you want some practical tools, stay tuned and uh, we'll jump into those next week.